Hello, hello, and welcome back to Baki Taki Season 4, Episode 4, the champagne number of the season. And this week we're doing, uh, I just looked it up, Pickles Tears, and we're bringing back uh, Max. It's been, I think, over 50 episodes since your last solo episode on the podcast. Yes, it's been a while, and you know what? Watching this episode, it was like I've never, I never left. Um, in fact, <laughs> it was like being thrown into like, you know, childhood trauma, you know, just reawakening in sweats and uh, just a just a cold shiver after this episode. It's right when I think because I watched Ali's episode too. right when I think like this show couldn't get any more Baki. It blew me out of the pickle water. It well, is that's, unbelievable. That's why I love this season. Like, this is, like, there's no innate conflict here other than just dudes who want to fight and they saw a really muscular guy and thought, I need to fight him. Like, this is, this is Baki at its core um, with a little bit of extra spice because that guy's a caveman. But before we jump into the episode, um, I've had a fun question for returning guests. So, yeah. Max... Uh, I'm doing a fan casting. We're building the Baki cinematic universe for when it goes live action. Um, oh, I love it. If you had to cast, uh, I don't think I've done this one yet, uh, Jerry, Gary Stridham, the big buff military guy who's watching the fight at the beginning of the episode, um, mm. who would you pick? We've already, we've already cast um, Jason Momoa to play Pickle. Oh, that's a good casting. I was going to say you could also do uh, Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle. Um, that, that, that to be work. pickle. Tuki, tuki. Ape kidnapped. Tuki, tuki. Ape napped. Um, for the general, um, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> she she, I she just is think very the bone structure is there. The bleached blonde hair. It all. It all pulls together, and just just the sternness, and also you know someone who, while on screen, can just kind of sink into the background. You know, be a team player. Especially this episode, I think the general has one line. Yeah, sorry, the, uh, I, a lot of new characters. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm scratching characters from the bottom of the barrel at this point. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me who we should cast as the the guy in the alley. Oh, I thought about it, but um, I didn't look up his name beforehand. Um, <laughs> I know it, you- it goes by so quickly. We'll we'll get to that, but he gets a whole little background. I would cast um, Brock Lesnar to play that guy. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think that's good. Let's let's just jump right into it. Um, so the episode starts uh, with Pickle on the ground. Like like we're sort of dropped into the middle of things here. Like well, what did you think was going on? Okay, I'll start from the opening credits because I feel like that always plays a big role in Baki of course, as it's of kind of like the arc setter uh yeah so i the 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 opening credits are so critical and right away (laughs) there's a meteor hitting a planet and really tribal music and i'm like it has to be dinosaurs and it's dinosaurs and then i go there has to be some sort of person (laughs) or, or creature or something that's relevant to this and then we get basically caveman wolverine um who's been reawakened and sent to this universe and you know what the first time watching it i was like this is they've run out of ideas 
right? Like how <laughs> once you've gone through uh, the Baki love triangle, which was really just, is it Kazue? Kazue, but yeah. <laughs> Kazue really just, I don't know, being slapped between two men the entire season. Um, and then the first season, which is like the, the, you know, the five greatest prisoners who've ever escaped um, to, to cave, to like a caveman Dracula who goes around the city eating people. Um, and his name's Pickle. Yeah. Threatening. Eh? <laughs> I just was like, so does it, do they explain why he's a pickle? They never outright state it, and it takes a few episodes for me to figure this out, but it's because they found him in a salt deposit. Um, so he was, like, so engulfed in salt that they just started calling him pickle. Oh, God. It had yeah. to be that. It had to, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. The show is perfect. In, some, in many ways, the show is so good at what it is and in other ways it is the most bizarre shit i've ever seen that's that's a i I agree with that i i will say i don't the way i look at it it's not that the show ran out of ideas to me it's like it 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 needed to check off every idea to make way for this caveman like you can't (laughs) once you get the caveman fight we can't go back to muhammad ali um it's true like you you need to do those stories first so that you have the basis to tell the story of uh, pickle without being shocked like i think is it einstein by the way who's the scientist <laughs> his name is albert payne um he's very clearly supposed to be einstein from the looks but all, but he nothing about him is really like he's a he seems more of a like anthropologist biologist guy than a than a physics guy um, although they are both Nobel laureates. Okay. Because he, Albert, says a line that I think just summarizes the show if you're like someone like me who comes on every 50 episodes. He says, I think it's he says it to... Toto, uh, Tokugawa? <laughs> Tokugawa. He says to Tokugawa. I did write down names this time because I, I, I realized <laughs> last time I just kept asking you who everyone is. Uh, he says to him, he says, I'm not surprised that you're surprised. You haven't been privy to all the information. And I just think that has to be, like, the quote for your show. This is the Baki Taki quote. I'm not surprised that you're surprised. You haven't been privy to all the information. And you know what? Even despite that, I'm still... I'm still surprised. It's it's a great quote. I'm not going to make it the quote of the podcast because I am Albert Payne's number one hater, and I'm going to continue being. No. Oh, my oh my god! This guy, you, you you didn't watch the previous episode where this guy came on live TV and said he would feed every Siberian tiger in the world to pickle, and like he's got he's 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 a pickle apologist, and um, oh god. But anyway. Um, let's let's jump into the episode. So, <laughs> yes, finally eight minutes in. So pickles lying on the ground. Oh yeah. So it, it's the exact same question I asked you before, but this time let's move past the theme song. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. As in, how does the episode start, and what do I feel? Yeah. Yeah. They're in the arena. I believe it starts with like pickle lying on the ground, and uh, you know Tokugawa and Gary are talking to each other, type of thing. Yeah. So this is one of I think five or six distinct face down pickle ass shots 
yeah. this entire episode. Like, I think the animators have two poses of him. One being, like, beautiful Brendan Fraser, and then the other one being his tight, tight little butt um, <laughs> face up to the sky. I'm just so glad um, they put a loincloth on him. Episode one didn't have any of that. Wait, was he just, like, was there just a schlong bouncing around? Uh, what they would do is they would act like there was a very dark shadow over his um, genitals. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's like a loincloth made with rope. Yeah. So it's got to be chafing him like nobody's business. But you know what? Like his neck, it's probably ribbed uh, <laughs> for, you know, resistance. His neck is hilarious to me. Okay, so... For reference, we ended the last episode with Retsu pulling some sweet karate moves. Um, there's also a baby in the shot for some reason, but um, yes, <laughs> I don't know what that. Yes. I don't know what that was about. To the bosom of the martial arts. That's what it means to shoulder the burden of four thousand years of history. But Retsu uh, ended it with some sweet moves and knocked Pickle down. Um, now, in martial arts, this type of blows to the head. Uh, this should cause a concussion. That rattle the skull around. Rattle the brain. It doesn't work on Pickle. Why, why is that, Max? Uh, so they say that his neck is... And they show a photo where he basically... His skull looks like Homer Simpson. <laughs> and he has this, like... Um, if you watch Land of the Lost, like one of those lizard people necks where I think his spine is just his neck. Like it's it's just these thick little cords, and they say it's which I don't believe by the way um, yeah. is the same uh, you know spinal structure of some four-legged beasts. It's hard to believe, but it's only by examining the skeletal structure of enormous four-legged beasts with large, heavy heads that you could find a cervical spine even remotely similar. And then there's this eureka moment of like, which proves that at some point in Pickle's existence, as if this man has been alive for like, I don't know, a thousand years of evolution before he was frozen, um, a quadruped. And that's like, I'm like, fuck you. Fucking Baki, once again, it's about the fighting styles. It's always about the fighting styles. It's now prehistoric fighting style. A man who walked on his hands and knees as if that's like i i don't know like it's impossible it's a huge to... advantage i just I did you just... did you see his neck it's like it's like he has several hips going up his neck like the, his clavicles are ginormous hey editor steve if you're like me and just vaguely sort of know where the clavicles are on the body uh, it's actually your collarbone and not uh, the neck bones going into your spine I appreciated the anatomy because this, I don't know if any the, the animators for this show have ever seen a naked human ever, but no one's body looks like any of these people. Even t-shirted Baki. Yeah. I'm like, who, does he have tumors in his arm? Has oh. someone like toothpaste curled like his skin? Just, just wait till Pickle enters his final form at the end of the season. He oh, he gosh. gets absolutely disgusting. There were two amazing images that I got out of this. One is that the point that martial arts is not designed to work on cows and other quadrupeds. <laughs> 
image is such a great image to me. Um, oh my god! Yeah, just it's a, it's a body. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, you can't kick and punch something that's like half your height. I don't know. I think if you got the world judo champ and told him to fight a cow, I don't. I, I don't think he'd know what to do. To be honest. <laughs> oh my. Especially god. if the cow then stood up on two feet. Um, but the other the, the crazy thing about pickle that I don't really get is that like. The way they phrase it, it's not clear if they mean that in Pickle's ancestry, like, he evolved from quadrupeds or that he was a quadruped. The science in this episode is unfathomable. Like, I get my one problem with Albert Einstein is not only is he an apologist, I think he's a terrible scientist. He does seem to take things at face value. Like, like when they first found Pickle, he was like, yep, man lived with the dinosaurs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. And also, like, this guy, well, he's not done yet. And it's just like, you, you knew he was going to eat him? And well, he let this guy oh, go through? I have a, I have a lot we'll of... Get to. Yeah. There's a lot. All right. And then they then they provide the backstory for it, which is also insane by the way oh yeah all right well let the the fight has one more move to it so pickle gets up and he enters um i don't know what to call it pickle mode um he he gets down on the ground on all fours pickle pose yes that'll be good because this is going to come up a lot this season um he enters pickle pose um you can think of it like a sprinter on the starting blocks look at that stance I've never seen a forward-leaning fight stance like that before. It's like the starting position of a sprinter, or the crouch of a sumo wrestler. No. No, it's lower to the ground than that. The closest thing to it that I can think of is... Yes, that's the attack stance of a beast. Retsu decides, I'm gonna block this with a punch. Did you think that that would work? Oh, no, no, no. As soon as he's coming off the ground, I'm like, he's either going to be killed or maimed that's the those are the only two options in baki yeah um limbs and maiming are just ever present and yet somehow it doesn't affect any of these guys um i was very happy to see mr eyepatch come back speaking of you know oh yeah dope dope but yeah like and even <laughs> It's like they always have to compare it to something. It's like, what is it? He a sprinter or, you know, a plumber a sumo fixing pipe? <laughs> yeah. A sumo wrestler or or someone who dropped a contact lens? No, it's a beast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Pickle goes beast mode and uh, spears Retsu and he flies through a wooden board, through 50 feet of hallway, um, into a concrete wall. It was just like when he vanquished the T-Rex, or smashed the mighty Triceratops, or chased away the towering Brachiosaurus. This attack he used only against his strongest enemies, the greatest of his day. In a contest between an immovable modern-day shield and an irresistible ancient spear, on this day at least, the spear was the winner. It's too bad. Retsu, Retsu had some good moves last episode, so... You know. I know. I mean, he's he's the classic character, and I've barely seen this show, where the the show clearly loves him enough to give him a few wins, but boy, do they like knocking him down. Yeah. Holy crap, Retsu gets the shit kicked out of him. 
Um, but also, he has the best quote. One of the best quotes of that scene is that stance. Look at that stance. <laughs> this episode had I quoted. I have like I don't know twenty quotes for this episode. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and then something I think we'll have to talk about is a narrator comes in, which I guess they have to do because Pickle doesn't speak. Oh my god. And whenever he does, he sounds like a bear. Like I don't I don't I don't think early man sounded like Pickle does. He's crying again. And then like I think the the announcer who, you know, could could step in for a dateline, you know, host. Mm-hmm. Um it, it says on he compared he's like today the immovable shield was, you know, hit by the prehistoric spear, and on this day, the spear won. Big, big win for the spear. Also, I liked how he phrased it that on this day, where I would say every day that spear was gonna win. You know what? It becomes a nature documentary when he when he comes on. You know what I mean? He's like describing his habit, like his it, what he sees, and you know how he acts, like. It's like pickles in his own little show within this. It's it's good. The spear, I would I would assume the weapon would defeat the shield most times. Yeah, it's tough for the shield to win. It's, it's the more... shield can not lose, but it definitely won't win. The the name of the episode comes into play here. What what was what was your thought? I assume this is something he's done a few times now. He cried last episode. He cried this episode. He's going to cry again. Um, I think it's the author's way of, like, showing that this guy has very simple emotions, you know? Like, they, right. they hit harder and they're not as complex. It's it's like it's like when you're talking about, like, how a baby, like, when they're born, they have content and, dis- and distress. And then they, as they mm. grow, they get more emotions. It's like Pickle only has, like, hungry tears of joy and sleepy i would say <laughs> at this point in his evolution it's like the logic behind vampires in the vampire diaries they just feel everything more which is a genius concept for an emo show they just feel and i think the narrator even says the primitive man's heart was filled with sorrow <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's become more balky it's great and then he purrs while he cries is that right yeah the noise i was hearing his his voice is so odd i don't i don't get it (laughs) i really pickle doesn't really make sense the more like you think about it like we never hear about any other humans alive in this era there's all there's the obvious stuff about how there shouldn't be a human alive back there. There's the fact that he was apparently a quadruped and that he also sounds like a cat. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't really flesh him out too much. No, he's like some creature, right? Basically, they've dug up it frozen in the earth, Captain America style. He was in salt, he, but yeah, yeah. In, right, sorry, in a brine of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um. Polsky Gorky, I think, is his other name. Yeah. Um, they wo- they woke yeah. him up with uh, with the Yogi Bear trick, where they grilled a steak nearby, and then um, he smelled it and woke up. That's that's real, but, by the way. 
That's insane. Then again, Albert comes in, I think as the voice, I don't know, maybe of the director of the show and goes, don't look so surprised, Tokugawa. It's the most natural thing in the world. He's not. Don't look so surprised, Tokugawa. It's the most natural thing in the world. What does any animal do when it's worked up an appetite? It sits down to a good meal. Were you surprised when you found out the stakes of this fight? <laughs> I was shocked, Steve. Not only was I shocked, I was just flabbergasted that Retsu's reaction and that he put his human life on the line as a meal. Yep. I was like, he, man, this guy's got to find some like local poker game to to get his gambling out because. <laughs> and I just I wanna I wanna make clear because it's a bit fuzzy in this episode. Like Tokugawa runs down and said, "This wasn't part of the deal. This wasn't in the bargain." Wait, 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 Pickle, wait! That wasn't part of the bargain. The deal was <laughs> Retsu would fight, and if he lost, Pickle gets to eat him. That was the, as clear so that's as exactly day. the deal. That it is was exactly a, the deal. It was a hundred percent the deal. And Tokugawa just and Tokugawa in the previous episode was such a such a smug asshole. Like Einstein came over and was like, "Are you guys sure about this? You guys are insane." And he turned to him and went, "I'm the most sane I've ever been." <laughs> this is why this show is so good because every episode is like you never like would no matter what you read or saw, it doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter at all. We're, we're in the now. We're in the now, and he he is one of my favorite characters because everything in this episode, he's both shocked and terrified of. And so his reaction is always the same. Ah! God! But you can't do that! What? No! Why? <laughs> You're not saying you'd let Pickle eat him! Don't drag me into it. I'm not the one who thought it was a good idea sending Retsu in there with him. Oh, it's my fault! Don't you try blaming me for this! Where's your humanity, Pickle? Where's your... Yeah, he talks to him as if I'm just like, what are you doing? And then he gets smacked. I thought he died. Like, until he oh, comes he back, I was like, he is dead. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Pickle um, smacks away Tokugawa, who was starting to tell him off, and um, starts devouring Retsu. Um, and we get a nice silhouette of him eating his leg. Um, oh, yeah. And then and then he gets put to, to sleep with horse tranquilizers or whatever. Um, but yeah, and then it cuts to Retsu waking up. And uh, he had two big bites out of his shoulder. And uh, he has now lost his leg. Uh, about where the oh. knee is on the, on the left side, I believe. Um, this show loves removing limbs. It absolutely loves it. Like, I, Ali's episode was the Domu, uh, what's his full name? Domu. Uh, Dopo Arachi. <laughs> Dopo Arachi. Oh, I see. That's why we shorten it. Yeah. Uh, the Dopu, where he lost his fist and then put it back on. And the big deal was that he didn't take the painkillers to then reattach it and it was fine. Yeah. It's wonderful. I can't wait to see how they somehow give Retsu. A leg back or they like the show explains how no one's ever fought a man with one leg and so one leg beats quadruped or some like weird rock bocky rock paper scissors the, yeah, the, the quadrupeds karate the quadrupeds fighting skills had never fought a man hopping on one leg before the uno ped yeah 
I'm, I'm just gonna send you um a classic baki meme um which somebody altered the page in the manga where retsu wakes up in the hospital um <laughs> <laughs> come on that's, the- <laughs> that's so good so uh, in the actual manga we get a close up of Retsu's face and it zooms in and we can see he's missing his leg um, in this meme uh, it's the close up of Retsu's face and it cuts out and his entire body's been eating except for his head <laughs> like a li- it's, like a, it's like the Robocop situation he just um, looks like a baby though the way he's wrapped like it's his long veiny <laughs> neck and so he just looks like a little swaddled baby oh that's does. so funny it does look like a baby Anyway, uh, Retsu wakes up, he has lost his leg, and he is gutted, and it's not because he lost his leg. It's it's because he wished the rest of him got eaten. I'm ashamed of myself. I broke my pledge to Pickle. I as good as lied to him. If I lost, I would be eaten. Isn't that the pledge I made? Then why am I still here? All I sacrificed was a piece of my shoulder and a part of my leg. That's not enough. Oh, I, I have a comment, but I want to. I want to hear what you have to think of this. Yeah. As in, you go first. Oh, as in, <laughs> I thought you were queuing up your comment. I have a comment, and I would love for you to hear. Um, yeah. So I think he says, perhaps in my heart, I fear being eaten. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, Retsu, that you have the fear of, I don't know, dying, being cannibalized, like, yep. <laughs> holy shit, you moron. Was I ever really serious about fulfilling my pledge and letting him eat me? Perhaps not. Perhaps deep in my heart, I feared being eaten. Um, he's too entrenched in the ancient Chinese ways, you know, the ancient arts of of, of Marshall. He's just too deep in. Um, and I'm just like, this guy needs, I don't know, hugs or a hobby of sorts because holy shit, um, the, he, he needs to work out some feelings. Yeah, he's only got one more leg to get eaten by somebody. Um, I, I just wanted to point out that, like, like you know, he... he Pickle got stopped from eating a leg because Albert Einstein drugged him. But, like, I, I'm pretty sure that Baki is operating on, like, vor rules. Like, like, are we to assume that if he didn't get tranquilized, the Pickle ate Retsu? Like, you can't fit a person inside of yourself. Like, the fact that he was able to eat his entire leg... I didn't even think about that. Like... <laughs> Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, his giant, muscular, tough, like, just, like, so tough and disgusting, right? Like and Pickle has a tiny waist, honestly. Like, obviously, like, huge, buff muscles. But, like, it doesn't seem like he's got much of a belly to fit the entire body of a man. Um, his, his entire waist and bum is smaller than one of his thighs. Yeah. Hey, do you want to guess how tall Pickle is? Oh, I do know this because I wrote oh. it down, and it's the exact dimensions of Josh Allen. <laughs> it's, oh, it's almost so his height. It's it's his height, and then almost his weight. Did you know? Did you catch the weight that they said? It was like two eighty or something, right? I thought it was one eighty. 
And I was oh like, no, no no no! I think it's two eighty. <laughs> okay, I think two eighty. Okay, I was gonna say because Josh is like two forty, so it's Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh yeah, Allen yeah. has to be the understudy for Jason Momoa. All right, Josh Allen as oh my god, he'd be great at it. If it's if, as long great. as we can superimpose some like bear noises and. <laughs> you know what? He's a very simple man. I saw him on a podcast. Um, basically, at the end of the pod, they're asking him what his favorite, uh, you know, restaurants were in Buffalo, and he says, "Oh, Room 40. And they go, "What? Well, I guess we'll have to go." And he's like, "Where do you want to go?" Deal. Deal. Okay. Wait, where are you guys gonna go? Room Room 40. 40. Room 40 is nuts in your mouth. Oh, oh let's go. Room 40 is nuts in your mouth. <laughs> are you and, serious? And that was the end of the podcast. Oh my god. This was is, that was that this, this American life man. or No. <laughs> I think we did some like I don't know NFL podcast, but he is he's a big little man, a big little child, and I think he is pickle. Oh my gosh. I'm just yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that going forward as we <laughs> travel through the season, just <laughs> substituting in uh Josh Allen. Um so moving along, uh Retsu's in the hospital. He's pissed because he's a little wimp who didn't let himself get eaten. Even though um, it's pretty clear that um, Albert Einstein saved him and that he was just sitting there getting eaten. Um, so I don't think it was his choice. Um, also, also, like, uh, a little a little tranquilizer syringe takes down this behemoth caveman dude. I know. If he can't get... Con- he cannot... They literally said, through the logic of whatever... Uh, quadrupedal spine he has that he cannot get concussed period i.e. zero brain damage which i don't know how your neck affects your brain being absolutely conked but i guess the the i well i i can this is real science uh the the point is that with the strong neck your head does not move much which means that your brain doesn't rattle around in your skull because the neck keeps you so solid yeah, but what if, say, I don't know, um, some Chinese martial artist expert who's the best at it in the world at ancient Chinese Kempo comes with a flying heel down into your skull? The neck, the neck is going to reduce You don't understand. Impact. This man's part cow. Right. It's not going to work. On You're right. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. You went to cow. I was thinking like dog. I'm like, dogs don't have necks like these. Well, yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> it's not like if you kick a dog, <laughs> they're immune to concussions. Jesus Christ. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. And this, but anyway, my point is like Albert Payne's more of an asshole because he could have like I don't know had like some sort of blow dart if this little syringe is gonna take him down, and just lets him get his leg eaten before he comes over there. That was the deal. That was very clearly <laughs> the deal. And Albert deal. Payne, Albert Payne is gonna do anything he can to keep pickle fed and happy <laughs> so retsu's in the hospital yeah, he's sorry. sad no 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 it's fine <laughs> we are on track to break our record um, <laughs> yes but retsu's in the hospital he's sad and who comes to cheer him up uh the, the amazing motivational speaker baki hanma um, this this was an amazing moment for me because prior to this I'm like holy shit I'm gonna watch another episode where Baki doesn't even show up <laughs> though I've been you've gifted me probably the most Baki featured episodes 
right? Like the one we saw, he's at school and beats up the circus folk in the park. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that and was pretty the, good. I think, and then Allie's one was him telling Kozaway that, I don't know, he has no emotions and then like left her on the park bench. And then other people walking by were like, oh, that's so cute. Yep. Um, and then the other one was Baki fighting Muhammad Ali Jr. for her attention. So mm-hmm. um, this, I was like, okay, so maybe I won't see Baki. He shows up, uh, classic, um, classic him, and is just the best friend type. He's the Seth Cohen to Retsu in this episode. Yeah. And he's surprisingly emotionally intelligent. So how you holding up? You okay? <laughs> Never better. Really? Well, am I less than ecstatic about it? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, like for yes, for the I guess. by the bar of this show. Um, <laughs> yes, true, true. But yeah, but well, Baki Baki's always had a bit of an interesting side to him, in that you know he he isn't driven like Baki didn't want to go fight this caveman at the start of the season because he at which literally the entire rest of the cast did and he's got a bit more maturity to him you know he's got a girlfriend he understands yep. there's more important things in life potentially yeah i i liked how he i liked how he started telling retsu what his name meant i thought that was very um <laughs> helpful to oh do. yeah oh yeah i love it first of all um i don't think retsu um translates to laser focused but you know in baki who knows um who knows he also lists like i don't know eight things that aren't really even the same well you know a name can be a lot of things like i'm pretty sure my name is like he who will be crowned or something like that um Mm -hmm. the name of kings uh but what i loved is he goes through says i think he said he was fierce was like one of the words um and so (laughs) like when you boil it down he says retsu means fierce and Fierce is you, Retsu. Sea King Retsu is a legendary martial artist. You're a living national treasure of the People's Republic of China. <sighs> you know, your name has a really cool meaning. I looked it up a while ago. Retsu means fierce, intense, never straying from the path. Always laser focused. That's exactly who you are. You are Retsu. And it's playing... I don't know. This is this is like, more support than he's ever provided Kozue. Ever. Oh my... Yeah, no. If, if I asked him what does Kozue mean, he would say, who's Kozue? Like, also, also, yeah, exactly. And are they friends? Like, that also shocked me. I'm like, what the hell? Is he, like, have him on... Is he his emergency contact? I bet he is. Um, but I don't know if they're friends. <laughs> Two episodes ago, Baki, or last episode, Baki came over and said, teach me Kung Fu, Retsu. And Retsu said, that doesn't sound interesting to me. I have to fight the caveman. Um, and that's, that's, not really in a, that's not really misleading. Um, <laughs> Is Retsu the protagonist for this season? It feels like it. Uh, no, he's done. That's, that's about it for him. Uh, legless. I, oh, I thought they should have brought him back one leg versus four. I think that would have been great. I think that's what the people would have wanted. Money in the cage. 
Yeah. You know? He's not he's not done yet. He's got at least two more things going for him as a character. But they'll they'll come in later seasons. And, and he does a bit more this season. I um, want to see the Tokugawa fight versus Albert Payne. That's what I'm waiting out for. Oh my god. If they did that, I would be so just Tokugawa in a fight. I'd be so I know. it's amazing. It's amazing. Also, it's Troy Baker, right? Who voices Baki? Yes, yes. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. It's a great cast. Steve Bloom does uh, Dopo. Um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So so speaking of Dopo, um, he's at his karate, the Shinshin Kai Dojo, the big tiger on the wall. Um, he's doing some sweet moves. He punches a big block of ice, which I thought was very generic uh, for this show. <laughs> um, and then he karate chops a wire, which uh, he oh did God. better than Japanese steel could have. Um, it's the only thing better than Japanese steel is a Japanese fist. Um, but then I, we get one of my favorite scenes of the episode, which is Dopo uh, on the phone <laughs> hearing about Retsu. Did you enjoy this oh, as yes, much as I did? Yes, <laughs> this, this. Now listen, I have some quotes that we haven't gone through yet that can contend potentially for quote of the episode, but this sequence is perfection. Just the... <laughs> And it, this episode, it feels like is winking a few times at the audience of like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, he basically quotes everything that's happened so far. He goes, he's been eaten <laughs> by pickle. He was eaten and didn't lose oh, his shoulder and his leg. Got it. All right. And Hang got the phone. And they got some fun wordplay in, which you don't always get in a translation. He was like, oh, he was beaten? Not eaten? No, still eaten. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounded like you said that Sea King Retsu has been eaten? Pickle. You're saying Retsu got beaten by Pickle? I didn't say that. It, it's not that simple. Steve, Stephen Bloom had a couple, you know, little little plugs on that one, for sure. <laughs> they, they let him cook a little bit. Yeah, it was it was great. I love just Dopo on the phone. Just like imagine getting that phone call. It's like, hey Max, um, this is about you know Steve. You know how he went to go fight that caveman. Yeah, he got eaten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, let me just say his name in case you didn't know which caveman I was talking about. Uh, the pickle guy because he was in that salt brine. You know, frozen. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let me let me write that down. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, he was eaten, but he's alive, partially eaten, just yeah. his leg. So so this leads into everybody finds out that um the pickle ate him. Um, I'm sure that was a bunch of just random faces that you saw. Um, but we we then get a Katsumi talking to his dad Dopo. Um, and they, they sort of talk about pickle and the topic of um, underestimating people. Um, oh, I, I found this one of the like, maybe it just didn't translate, but I just found this like the least thought provoking conversation I've ever listened to. Like, what, what, what did you think? Despite, yeah, this, th there's no logic to this scene at all. Basically, they're trying to discuss whether they've been dishonored by the fact that this caveman can't process thought. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think about them. He doesn't think about anything. Though He's sorrowful and hungry are basically his two states. 
and they they just are like and Katsume has despite the scene being boring and making no sense Katsume has some of the craziest expressions ever and some of the large his his breasts are huge <laughs> just they're 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 the shape and size of Baki's knuckles yeah <laughs> just balloons and I think they they get to the point where they're like oh by not underestimating us he is underestimating us Katsumi you just don't get it do you you think he's underestimating us you couldn't be more wrong trust me on this he doesn't even deem us worthy of being underestimated isn't that exactly what underestimating is Katsumi we're just a meal to pickle do you and I underestimate the meat and fish we eat for dinner? Sir, I think maybe you're the one who doesn't get it. The way you think about it, not underestimating us is the same as underestimating us. <sighs> and they go, oh, okay, we'll fight him. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's such a stupid scene. Um, but yeah, that's going to be our next little mini arc. We've done the Retsu arc, and now Kitsumi, for the first time in 50 episodes, is going to do something. Um, I was going to say, I think the the la the first episode I did was a Retsu Kitsume fight. Yeah, they were doing like a little ex exhibition sparring. I think, <laughs> like literally, Kitsumi um, he showed up once and threw. Um, uh, a bunch of gasoline on Dorian and then threw a lighter at him uh, and that's that's been about it oh god the show is perfect never change never change Baki uh, or it, do it, it do always well. changes it evolves like I did from a quadruped into a biped over uh... <laughs> maybe, maybe over that's what it meant amount of time. Pickle started crawling like a baby and then he evolved. <laughs> it's, it's the classic riddle Can you imagine? what's a quadruped in the morning a biped in the, at noon and uh, <laughs> a tripod in the, in the evening a tripod yeah. oh and, god it's perfect Alright, so that brings us to our final uh, part of the episode. So, Pickle um, escaped. Uh, he broke through solid steel door, um, something that only Yujiro had done before. Yes. But instead of focusing on that, we focus on some big dude who I didn't write the name down of. Brock Lesnar, um, as we'll, yeah. we'll call him this episode. Takashi Kenmochi, age 21. He was a big, strong-looking young man. And indeed, he was strong. Editor Steve, I don't usually comment on visuals, but going back to get this clip, this guy does not look 21. It looks like his son might be 21. This guy, I, I can't, I can't believe that. I think they just made that up in translation. Uh, what did you think matter. of this guy? What did you think was going on? Well, I was just like, here's another character I'll get to know, and then never, they'll never bring back. Every episode has to have two new characters. I feel like that's a, they have a quota. They're like, how many new people can we shove into this episode and in how many ways can we just instantly murder them? This has to be one of the most brutal introductions and exits of any character in this show. It's um, such a speed run. Like, instantly we're introduced to him and told how big and tough he is. In all the many dojos and gyms he frequented, there was no one who could match him. It's he's told how big and tough he is, how he has this like backstory where he wants to fight somebody. It looks like, uh, you know, a Japanese noir. Like he's walking through this neon lit street, got a cool like like um, design jacket akin to uh, Ryan Gosling from Drive. Like this guy looks kind of cool. 
and uh, and then the Dateline narrator comes back, and it really feels ominous. It, <laughs> the way it's described as if he's about to be, you know, predatorized. And I, again, I need to thank you for having me on this episode because I need to only come on when there's piss. Yeah. I, I, I am stipulating it now. I can only come when there's <laughs> clear watery piss you heard it here Matt, uh, folks max can only come when there is clear watery piss um i'm probably gonna cut that double entendre uh, i can only come on when there's piss there you go <laughs> so um this is this season has a lot more urination than uh, a lot of the baki stuff baki hanma has really stepped Ooh. up its game um, because the, the Baki the first season had a lot of it, and then it sort of uh, petered off. Um, but uh, the fun thing is, it's not pickle peeing this time. Uh, so the big strong man goes to pee on a bunch of garbage bags in an alleyway, and then I don't know, I couldn't tell if pickle, who sorry, just to be clear, is hiding in the garbage bags. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. tell if pickle grabbed him by. Uh, the dick the or penis. not the yeah. penis yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, let's, let's be scientifically accurate um, I couldn't tell if Pickle grabbed him there or just grabbed him in general but the man is grabbed into the garbage pile um, just very methodically and I don't know if Pickle murders him or just uh, takes all of his clothes and then <laughs> leaves as the, the big buff guy wearing his nice jacket and all that this next audio is me if I stubbed my toe and then fell down all of the stairs at the opera, but I've got to keep my mouth shut while it's happening so as not to ruin the play. How I know his penis was ripped from his uh, big body is the fact that I had subtitles on and it said piss changes <laughs> or it had some sort of descriptor of, of the pee being altered um, by a hand of sorts. Yeah. And, and I can't think of a worse way to die of a six foot six Josh Allen caveman with like uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker, Dracula claws, just dragging you into your... a pile of garbage and stealing your clothes. <laughs> oh, it's so brutal. It's like, oh god, it's like that first episode I watched where uh, everyone's hyping up this this guy running through the park, and he gets oh, totally yeah. killed. This guy, this guy who was Rob Robinson's long lost. Um... <laughs> Rob Robinson, <laughs> yes, bring him back, oh, please. Well, he's dead, but um, yeah. So this is interesting when he is pickle in disguise, undercover pickle. Yeah, undercover pickle walking around. Um, so it's. I'm glad that you enjoyed this part of the episode because it was clearly an executive decision to spend as little money as possible on this part of the episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you caught the shot where it was just a static image of people in a crowd that just started yeah. zooming in. That was that was the cheapest shot of the season. The um, only line that can compete with Dopu's phone call 
yeah. or one of them is the Dateline narrator describing all of the thoughts running through oh my God. Um, Pickle's head. And it's it's unbelievable. It's colors, colors, li- straight lines. Horizontal, straight lines, vertical. Or- <laughs> vertical. And then it says ground, flat ground, crowd. It's just, <laughs> it is, it is like, I don't know, they gave him the the dog collar from up <laughs> and he just he just color color light color fire stars heat have you seen a bird i want to find one and i've been on this scent i'm a great tracker did i mention those were the those were the beautiful thoughts inside this man's this man's head and then again like when he's not in like hunger murder mode they give him like this gorgeous baby face this is what i'm the early part of this season really works hard to establish him as this villain who you hate and it's and what i've been talking about is like they like it's such an uphill battle to be like like they really had to because most scenes the pickles in he is a fish out of water with a big goofy smile on his face um (laughs) just walking around being like oh what's this a vertical line? Wow. It's... He's under... By not underestimating us, he has underestimated <laughs> us. We must hit this man. Meanwhile, like, this man needs to be introduced to society. He is a feral human being with yeah. no ill will at all. Yeah. So he walks around, um, and Pickle meets a new enemy, um, <laughs> which is... A truck that hits him. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna talk about it soon. But I, I just had this thought while watching it. So the, Pickle's gonna fight a few different fighters this season, and you know, it's like when he fights Retsu, he cries, and like um, they all leave a lasting impact on him. Um, and there's parts where he like remembers all of the fighters, and I really wish that like he had a, like he started crying and like remembers the truck as one of his enemies that he had to fight and kill um because i hope so there was an intimacy to this fight and it was so long it's like a minute and a half of him slowly fighting this truck like he climbs up on it and then he hits it and then he like pulls it apart and then he he was about to suplex that truck like he was gonna flip it over if the joints didn't bust and then it falls on him and they have to do of course the ass up the tight ass skyward shot of pickle because i guess that's his face and his butt are his two best features that they must you know showcase and then he it turns out because i'm like where is this going like is he gonna murder this crowd of people uh in this who just (laughs) watched him almost get flattened and then the people's reactions are so funny too and it's just a truck filled with raw meat I, I like to think that the guy, uh, the truck, was intentionally trying to fight Pickle. Um, but, but yeah, it's raw meat. So Pickle, uh, like, Pickle, I don't know if you if it's explained too much in this episode, but he o- exclusively ate dinosaurs and only the big scary ones. Um, yes. And so this truck has basically become a modern-day dinosaur to him. It was big. It attacked him because it ran into him. And then when he ripped open the insides, it was full of meat. And it's like, 
Oh, it's it was I, I I love how they included this. It was so unnecessary, but a lot of fun. <laughs> I just can't wait for the other vehicles and you know inanimate objects that he gets to fight in in this arc. Hopefully, just like it's just a teapot. It's a it's a couch. It's um, <laughs> he like he like shakes a vending machine. It falls on him, and then he has to fight <laughs> it to the death. And then it turns out it's a meat vending machine, and he eats it. So, like in his in his logic, he probably did kill this beast. Yeah, that's and he's that, eating it, and that's the only reason he'll eat it. He'll only eat things he's killed. Oh god, he is like he is like it's like a vampire storyline of sorts. Like he's just taking people's clothes, killing them, killing like other things. But then he's also in these Pacific Rim battles where he's like the kaiju walking around. He did. He did fight a guy in a robot suit earlier in the season. (laughs) That's perfect. The show knows exactly what it's doing. It's. Oh my god! That truck nailed him. Whoa! Look what he did to the truck. Hey, Mister, are you all right? Can you move? (gasps) How can he even move? And it's disgusting. Watching him eat these cow carcasses is horrible. Yeah, it's it's wild. But that's that's also um, how the episode ends, I believe. Yeah, that's the final sequence. Yep, always oh. a good note. What is is there an is there any direction on the script front? Like, there's no arc to this show. It just goes. There's a very clear arc, and if you watched the ending credit, then I, then I think you'll understand it. Did you watch the ending credit song? <laughs> yes, I did watch the ending credit. I think a part of it. Yeah. Did I watch the whole thing? Well, here's here's what happens. Pickle uh, is looking at a volcano. <laughs> then oh, yeah. it becomes modern-day Tokyo. Then it becomes a field. And then four guys phase in behind him. And I think that is his arc, is that he was in the past, he's in the future, and then four friends teach him how to fight in the future. And that is his arc. Man, I would love to see him like just become hyper-intelligent through this process. And then just be like, you know what? I'm good, actually, guys. I'm just going to leave. Like flowers for pickle type of thing? Yeah, <laughs> or just like with moderate, like moderate, like just a like nominal increase in his intelligence. He's like, this makes no sense. Why I'm fighting you guys? <laughs> this make why would we all fight each other? I'm gonna go back. There's to no fighting beef. trucks. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the truck value is way better. <laughs> Retsu starts hitting him, and he starts like pointing at a truck. Like, no, no, let's <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Can you imagine they start luring him with with trucks of meat? Hey, pickle over here! Uh oh, <laughs> it's coming for you! All right, well, that was a good episode. Um, what do you think of it? You've you? It's been a while since, like, even when you were on with Ali, that was uh, back in the Muhammad Ali arc. Like, we're about two seasons yeah. away from that. Do you wow. think the show is getting better? I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask me. I thought you were either going to ask, "Is this a good show?" And then I was that's what I asked the first time. (laughs) I know. And then I was going to say, is this show good at anything? And then I was like, well, it's very good at being Baki. And if getting better means being more Baki, it has 
1000% done that. This is the bockiest bocky humanly possible. Or even quadruped possible, potentially. And he doesn't even walk on four legs. Like, it literally is for a sequence. <laughs> it's for a sequence. He got, he used to be a quadruped. He still, all of his bones still work that way, but then he stood up. It's, it's like if a cow stood on two legs, it would be the ultimate martial arts uh, creature. I hope that when eventually Tokugawa and Albert Payne fight, that they're on all hands and, and feet, and they're just <laughs> headbutting, biting each other in just what is the ultimate showdown, money in the cage style. And there's just a huge – everyone in Baki is watching. It's like it's built up to that fight. I would be completely satisfied with this show. Well, uh, usually right now I would do audience questions. However, I am ahead of schedule for once, uh, which means Ooh. that I haven't posted the previous episode, so nobody asked could ask any questions. So, Max, do you have a question, either for me or for the audience? Ooh, for the audience. So if I ask a question to the audience, how do I, how do I get their message? Uh, you can check Spotify. I usually get around one response. Um, or if my f- immediate family listens to the episode, they might text it to me. Ooh, okay. And wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Um, my question for the audience is, how do they think this season is going to end? Because clearly Baki and uh, Pickle, which is still insane that that's his goddamn name um are gonna have to fight of course baki in his boxer shorts which i guess is the appropriate fighting gear for the strongest teenager in tokyo um they have to fight each other also i was actually gonna say um there's no way yujiro doesn't make an appearance this season yeah there's no way because he showed up in episode two Um, I gotta say, this is a great uh, question that really gets that Venn diagram of invested enough in the show to comment and doesn't watch the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you doing... think it's going? Is basically what I said. We're, we're gonna get uh, some great we'll replies. <laughs> I um, would also say, as a, as a follow up question, um, have you cast Tokugawa? Oh, probably, but I've forgotten by now. Oh, I would love to know who's playing Tokugawa. I would love to know. I think you know what? Maybe I have Paul Giamatti. Maybe. Paul Giamatti has to be up there. Um, I think, it, or maybe only him. You know, I think you gotta, be, you gotta get, do a great you gotta get smaller. I feel like the guy from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once would be pretty good. Ooh, the guy who plays Short Round, the dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he would be a perfect Tokugawa. Or Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, yeah. <laughs> Danny, Danny DeVito should be Baki. Uh... <laughs> Frank, what the hell are you doing, man? That's hey, my character. I'm Baki Hanma. I come out, I throw trash all over the, all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. Oh, would man. Timothy Chalamet be Baki? Uh, even in even in this hypothetical, Timothy Chalamet is not doing Baki. <laughs> I mean, Troy Baker is like voice actor elite, and he does Baki. So. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm oh, the voice acting's great, yeah, but you know, it's a different world. Um, we're not gonna see a trailer where it's like we're gonna this summer find out how Baki got Hanma with <laughs> Timothy Shalom. So funny, got Hotma. It. I mean, I have you seen the Wonka trailer? It's pretty comparable. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I think. Uh, I think it'll be good. I like the idea of the uh, chocolate cartel or uh, whatever. Uh-huh. And the uh, the Hugh Grant Oompa Loompas. Oh my god! I literally, when that came on, Lindsay was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like so geez. many, so many thoughts and feelings. I like how he's transitioned to being a feature player in just strange movies. You know, he was in The Gentleman, he was in Dungeons and Dragons, and now he's an Oompa Loompa in Wonka. Yeah, he's found Did- his he's found his space. Did you know Dungeons and Dragons is like seen as a, a poor performing movie? I thought it was such a big hit, but it apparently didn't perform very well. <laughs> well, they probably put a lot of money into it, um, and that's why it just didn't do as well. But I think I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It's obviously written by the people who did Game Night, and I don't know. I highly recommend it to people. Bones. It's on Netflix. You have no excuse. It's the guy. It's the guy from Bones who wrote it. If you ever watched um, all 250 episodes of that, like we have. Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds really enticing, Steve. Um, yeah. That sounds really enticing. Don't worry, the next I'm podcast gonna... of mine, Bonesy Talkie, uh, where we talk about Booth and Brennan for 250 episodes. What uh, is your next show? That's another That's another question, because I guess you're going to run out. Fatherhood. <laughs> that's that's the next show i gotta like i gotta get 24 more episodes wait this episode four so most likely 22 more episodes in in about 20 weeks so uh even getting this show in is gonna be tough um the next show the next project i'd love to work on is uh making some actual like uh shorter but like almost like a video essay on baki like a youtube type of thing Ooh, that would be awesome or maybe the next thing is I'll I'll be on your podcast, uh, the flagrant one, not the flagrant. Oh ones. yeah, <laughs> not the flagrant ones. It's the flagrant one, and we spell it out because we cool like that, um, and because so then it's clear because a one can look like an I, and it's very confusing for um, when you're searching for it. But yeah, I would love to have you on discuss Bills, Bills Nation. Bring bring me on after our after our fantasy draft, so I can complain about the shitty team that I drafted. (laughs) The Cleveland, uh, the Steve Steveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. I man, I had such a strong team. We won seven games in a row and then lost like nineteen. Like it was, it was very streaky team it was a dark turnaround i thought you were going to steamroll to be honest with you and it it, and luckily those seven wins carried you pretty far i think you still made the playoffs right yeah i didn't get last um it was it was getting dicey there oh look at this five four three two one that's one hour folks (laughs) i think we've set a record let it rain baby me and ricky broke this record with a uh, women's fever world cup episode first try so um, i'm really interested in that but i'm not gonna make our listeners listen to the secondhand podcasts for (laughs) for too much longer so that's all the baki we've got to talk you see y'all next week bye